0: What's up, everybody? hope you're all good and had a pleasant weekend um like I said, Christmas time things I mean not that we Irish and British need any excuse to let ourselves go a bit, but um Christmas can be one of those times that I guess we allow the happiness, music, fun times, festivities to um often just lead us to get a little bit carried away um I used to probably build pretty good training from September through to December. And then, you know, Christmas was almost like a, a big step backwards, whereby, you know, one thing would lead to another and partying would be involved in late nights and it's freezing cold outside. And then all of a sudden you've got a chest infection or a throat infection. And, um you know, it's completely, in my opinion, self-inflicted and you're not you're not doing yourself any favors and before you know it the festivities are over but you're still carrying uh an illness that you have to then deal with for can be another two weeks and what was what was going to be a one week easy period turns into a frustrating maybe january um and that's just something that you want to try your best to avoid um i'm i'm all for um taking a little step back and and especially if you know you're not a <clears throat> paid professional and it's not your job and so like why should you not enjoy a little bit of festivities and a little bit of alcohol or wine or beer or whatever the hell you want to drink over the festivities but what i would suggest is everybody listening right now that knows they are going to enjoy work parties and um Christmas drinks with family, you know, maybe maybe you go buy some hydration tablets, maybe you go buy some Baraka, maybe you stock up and um this is gonna sound hideous, but my buddies that used to be going to maybe they booked a holiday in Ibiza. Um, I think most people know what goes on in Ibiza between long hours of partying and drinking and um other <laughs> such activities that um, enables you to party for that long, let's just say. Um, They used to stock up on fruit. (laughs) So at least they did that. You know, the the boys at uni, like, um, if anyone's listening, they'll probably understand exactly what I'm saying. But there was, you know, guys outside of the uni um, that I used to hang around with that um, anyway would pretty much call it acclimate themselves (laughs) um for what you know they were about to sort of put their bodies through and um and I, I, I always was told that you know stocking up on fruit and baraka and your vitamins and your hydration um it can certainly help you through a period of time that um let's be honest partying's gonna be done um late nights are gonna be had and um I I would just be very weary of you know if you can prepare your body in any way for anything to get through it a little bit easier then probably the last thing you want to do is um do a really big run if you haven't fueled that run very well and you went into that run dehydrated and then you finish that run with a bottle of beer because it's christmas eve or christmas day followed by plenty of drinking and and more like sort of unhealthy food you're not really giving your body a very good chance of dealing with the festivities or all the rest of it. And um, I, I just know from experience, I've often lost pretty much the whole month of January, or I've been playing this like comeback role the whole month of January, because not because of a few beers, not because of the the bad food, none of that is harmful whatsoever. But it's just because you end up picking up an illness of some sort, which if it is a chest infection or a throat infection, um, I used to every year get a chest infection or a throat infection at this time of year. And, you know, I, I always played the victim mentality and, you know, boo-hoo for me, this happens every year, always around European cross-country. And then I take a step back and I'm like, well, in the last three, four years, that really hasn't happened. And so you know, it was probably my lifestyle and my behavior back then and the partying and the late nights and the cold late nights. And um, I, I, there was no fucking Barack or hydration tablets for me back then. I used to have a pint glass of water and a packet of crisps when I came home from a night out, and I thought that would fix me. And I only ever did that if I was sober enough to pour myself a glass of water and have a packet of crisps. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I'm I look. believe me, I'm not trying to be a stickler. Um, I'm just trying to suggest that if you can do anything over the next sort of couple of weeks, it's prepare your body a bit for the later nights, you know, maybe nap a little bit more and, and sleep when you can and, and then enjoy yourself because um, a couple of things have happened in the last two days completely out of my control and nothing to do with me and um, just something that two people have mentioned to me it's really like I mean it's not hit home or you know people say out loud yeah that puts things in perspective doesn't it running so small when you realize that there is people dealing with cancer and and other such things but you say it out loud but you very rarely actually think about it you know it's easy to say out loud loud, and it's easy to kind of condone somebody else's sadness but if you actually take a moment to think about it, you know it's a it this is a real life thing. People are going through some really tough times, and um, you know I this I tweeted about this the other day before either event that that ended up happening the last two days before either had been mentioned to me. But I tweeted, you know, just just being a little bit nicer to people goes a long way because you know if somebody cuts you up, it is annoying, and I shout about it and moan about it, but you've no idea maybe that person's just dealing with a little bit of stress and they've had a tough day or they're, they're a nurse and they've been working in A&E all day and you know people have been spitting at them and shouting at them and you know they're they're just stressed and just want to get home or you, you really have no idea what people are what people are going through you know and um, I think Christmas time I was sitting in a restaurant and I had ordered a bowl of pasta um, and this lady was sitting in front of me and I was sitting by myself and she was sitting by herself and I didn't think this lady looked sad by any means, but I, it did, for whatever reason, seeing her sitting by herself, even though I was sat by myself, I just, it just made me think, you know, I hope, I hope nobody does feel lonely at this time of year. And um, it also made me think of greed around Christmas. And, um, you know, it, it made me feel sorry for people that maybe don't have the means or the money to buy the things that the people close to them want. And then they feel really bad about not being able to um, afford that, and maybe take out loans, maybe spend the money on credit cards. And I, I love Christmas for a lot of its value, but I fucking hate it because of greed and and people feeling lonely, and, and it being a time of year where um, everyone either wants to show off or everyone wants to be annoyed that they didn't maybe get what they wanted. Or it's not a I I, I never loved Christmas because I was greedy and. Um, I always wanted more, and um, yeah, it kind of upsets me. But anyway, the two things that happened was um, one of my friends, um, that actually Mick, who I go get massage from, was um, oh, just telling me something really sad. I had asked him for a massage on the Friday, and he had mentioned um, that he was busy Friday, and, and he didn't really elaborate too much. And, um, and, then, and then as we got chatting even more, he said, you know, Friday he had actually planned to uh, go to um his friend's house to look after their 25-year-old son who is going through chemotherapy and cancer, you know. um And and it, re- it it made me think about it and it made me say the usual, you know, God, like that puts things in perspective, you know, like here's some of us being unhappy about a run or missing this or missing that or, you know, fuck, I had to miss gym or I had that, you know me being stressed about maybe taking three easy days and holy shit like you know that chemotherapy at 25 years of age and that kid's not alone there's there's other people maybe younger and and families dealing with that and absolutely crazy and and it didn't you know it's easy to say out loud that puts things in perspective and all the rest of it but it really should like you have to feel something when you hear things like that like like imagine being in that position instead of being stressed about how you're going to fit in your tempo run on Christmas Day or things like this like you know you could be stressed that you might be in for another dose of the likes of chemotherapy or it's it's really powerful Um, and I, I don't have a lot of experience with cancer or um uh, my granddad she had lung cancer but I was such a young boy when he when he was dealing with it and when he eventually passed away from it I was I was so young that I don't know that it really hit home. It it hit home when I seen my, my dad really upset. And I know that really upset me at the time, but I, I I don't know if I was, I don't know if I seen all the bad parts about it. Um, but isn't that crazy? Um, so yeah, that was really, really quite deep and, um, really quite sad. Um, and, and I don't need to mention the, the other sort of thing that happened. Um, but the, another, again, very tragic, um, something that's not anybody's fault, but something else that happened that um, was quite a sad thing to happen to anybody, um, especially at this time of year. Um, but yeah, no, that that's the way you know life is, and and life can be pretty dark and pretty shitty at times. Um, but I believe it's totally in our par. to, you know, maybe just. Like, it's funny, I, I was telling um Rachel, I was on FaceTime, and I was telling her about this lady that was eating by herself, and Rachel said to me, well, did you wish her, wish her Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays? And I was like, no, you know, you're right, I'm fucking tweeting this, and I'm saying be nice to people, and, you know, I probably could have just wished this lady Merry Christmas, and she's probably, maybe she was out getting presents, and then she just wanted to have a wee bit of food, um... You just really don't know, but she was right. You know, I should have just said Merry Christmas and wish her a good day and smiled and um. So yeah, just just be nice to people because you really have no idea, um, like what they're going through. You know, this this family whose kid is is going through chemotherapy and lucky for lucky that Mick is going to go over and you know just just keep a wee eye on them while they can go do their Christmas shopping. They're going to be out Christmas shopping. And you know maybe they'll bang into someone because they're worrying you know is my wee kid okay and and that person might be really rude to them, and that's the way we are you know sometimes we're real fuckers like, um and and you know you might be nasty to this person because he's not sort of watching what he's doing or he bangs Indian, you, you have no idea what they're dealing with at home you know, um so yeah it's, maybe it's just a time of year just to be wary of that and just. Be a little bit nicer to people, and I know I'm gonna be as much as I can. And um I've been doing that when I've been out. When I used to be out training, I used to think the world was my own, and you know, I was running around Victoria Park yesterday, and um I, I had a really good morning. And there was dogs, and there was people, and and I just, you know, the, the 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 people with the dogs were kind of getting upset that maybe their dogs were getting in my way, and I was doing my best just to be like, look, it's a public park, you know, like. Don't be upset, like, I'm the one that chose to be here and chose to run around a park where there was plenty of people, and, you know, if I didn't want people getting in my way, I should have went on a treadmill in the house, and, God, runners, we, we all just think we own the place, you know, and we don't, you know, you, you should be happy that people are getting out walking and happy that they're out having a good time with their dog or whatever, and, you know, if we flipped it and it was us out walking the dog, we'd probably be cheeky enough to slabber to the runner if it, if he started mouthing off about the dog, so, um, ah, it's worth it's worth considering. It's worth not taking life too serious sometimes because you know it, it. You you really don't know what could happen, um, and so yeah. Sorry, I mean sorry about that. That was, I think, the little lecture, not lecture, but the little chat about looking after yourself around Christmas is really important. It's icy, you know, from an actual practical run. Fucking the car won't go into first gear. It pisses me off. I think my gearbox is getting uh, a bit dodgy. Um, yeah, look, from even from a practical standpoint, like, wear the right clothes. I, I would say if you're going to, one thing I learned a long time ago is if you're going to do, like, track sessions or road sessions around this time of year, always bring spare clothes, spare gloves, spare hats, spare jacket, if you have them. Um, or even just, uh, I always bring a spare T-shirt and a pair of joggers or whatever so that when I'm finished, even if I'm not going to shower, I can take the damp clothes off because that dampness on your skin is, is something that really can lead to picking up a little bug or um, all that kind of thing. And then, from a practical standpoint, just being careful on the, the ice and the, you know, Victoria Park was pretty icy yesterday. Now, it was only little patches, but, and I was able to work out where they were and so roughly knew what line to take to not get them as bad, but it was still, there was still ice on two or three parts of the loop on every lap that it did but yeah those are little tips I guess that I really think you can't help yourself um probably other little tips is Saturday I I took it really easy I had done the test on Friday I had done a not necessarily a hard run Friday night but certainly faster than easy um and even though the heart rate was in a really good place it's still fast you, one thing to consider is that even when you do start to get fit and you know my fitness has got to the point where I can run at between 145 to 150 heart rate and you know it's 520 to 530 per mile and that's still probably recovery for my aerobic side of things but it's not recovery for my joints and bones and muscles you know that's still quite a lot of pounding and um, it's pretty fast to be turning over for the hamstrings and stuff like that. Um, so Saturday, I purposely jogged at like 7 minute, the 7.30 pace. And then this morning, um, I had physio pretty early. So because yesterday was quite challenging and um, I know it's going to have an impact on the body for sure because it was a longer run. And I, I ran the last 10 miles of my long run in 49.30. Um, which is fast, you know, like i I purposely ran this morning there for four miles on the treadmill in a controlled environment, away from ice, away from all stuff like that and and jogged along with thirteen and a half kilometers an hour, which i don't actually know what that means; it must be like seven thirty or something around that um but I just made sure that without a shadow of a doubt, I was recovering this morning because that. The only priority for this morning was not to build any fitness. The only priority this morning was to make sure I'm going into um, tomorrow recovered. Um, tomorrow is going to be a slightly easier session. Like, I'm not going to um, try to gain too much tomorrow. Um, it's actually, you know, it actually probably would have been smart to move tomorrow's session to Wednesday. Um, and then try, maybe then I could actually achieve something out of the session, but I don't even want to be greedy Wednesday. So I've decided to keep it tomorrow, which will instinctively make me take it far, far easier because I did the twenty um three miles on Sunday. Um, and I'm just going to go, I'm actually going to go in the lab again. It's been really cold in the mornings. And the last thing I want to do is hurt myself on the frost. And I think the track could be frosty in the morning. Um, and I'm just going to do, um, it's a little bit different, but I'm going to do just a little bit quicker than marathon pace. Um, and I'm going to do three minutes, minute recovery, three minutes, minute recovery, three minutes, minute recovery, one minute. And the three minutes will be at 20 kilometers an hour, which is half a kilometer an hour quicker than marathon pace. So not too much, but a little bit. Um, and then the one minute rep, I'm only going to do three one-minute reps at the end of, so three times three minutes at 20 kilometers an hour, and then the one minute is going to be at 21, um, and, and look, it's a really simple, like, you know, on Sunday, on Sunday I've ran 10 miles in one go at the end of a long run at 19.5 kilometers an hour, so doing three minutes at 20 kilometers an hour obviously isn't that stressful for me, but... It is the beginning of starting to, when I was in Flagstaff, I probably told you guys that I did hills. I did a lot of fart leg type stuff. The point of doing stuff like that was to start moving my body a little bit faster and in a positive direction towards when I go back to Flagstaff, being able to do some track stuff and the track stuff may be going quite well. Um, what I'll do in the lab tomorrow will again reinforce moving things in that direction and i'm pretty sure 21 kilometers an hour is around 430 pace 435
1: so again doing a
0: minute at that again pushes things in that general direction um and and it's it shouldn't be too strenuous it should be pretty solid if you remember i did the four times three minute two minute one minute fartlek and because that was at altitude it probably would have worked out something like three minutes at 19 kilometers an hour, two minutes at like 19 and a half to 20 kilometers an hour, and one minute at 21 or 21.5, something like that. Um, but yeah, it's kind of worth doing. I like to use the facilities when I'm home. I like that I have company in the lab and I can warm up inside, um, silly stuff like that. So it tends to work out pretty well, keeps me out of trouble. I can dust off when I'm finished, like dry myself with a towel, shower pretty quickly after, and um, yeah, I I don't mind being on the treadmill, not at all. So that's what I'm gonna do. Um, the fitness test Friday, like I told you guys, was really good. It was really nice to back that up on Sunday. I did the first twelve miles of the run. I just wanted to keep my heart rate under control. I I had a value in mind, you know, I wanted it to be around one forty five to one fifty. Um, preferably closer to 145 than 150 but it kind of averages itself out like the first probably seven eight miles were probably right around 145 and then naturally the heart rate drifts a little bit so um it, it probably went up closer to 150 in uh sort of like between mile eight and mile 12 um and then I took like a little lactate I have my own little lactometer or whatever that the institute gave me Um, and it wasn't too high it was it was like 1.5 and I always find my lactate outside is different from in the lab which doesn't make lab a waste of time if you have data in the lab it's still a fair test if you do the exact same test inside as you did a year ago it's still a very fair test and very comparable Um, but I never compare my lactates in the lab with outside um, usually because what I'm doing outside is far different. Um, like so, I did twelve miles at five thirty eight, and then I did the last ten miles at four fifty seven. Um, and so my lactate at the very end was like two point eight, but in the lab it would only be like one point five. But in the lab, I'm doing I'm doing five minutes at nineteen and a half kilometers an hour, and then I'm having recovery. So, you know it. I always keep the test in the lab the same because I can compare it to previous years, and then previous years I've gone on to race really well. So if it's a comparable test and it's better than a test maybe I did a year before, that's a really good sign. Maybe it's worth in future doing a little bit more outside and having data from outside, but I just don't really ever do it. Um, it's but I understand that like you know it's going to be a bit higher. Outside, because nine times out of ten, outside has wind. It has maybe rain. That you know you're, and you're probably going for a lot longer. Like I said, you're doing fifty minutes in a row at nineteen and a half kilometers an hour, um instead of like a five minute stage, um, and and I I don't know that I'd want to do fifty minutes on a treadmill in a row at nineteen and a half kilometers an hour. <laughs> that seems quite daunting. So yeah, look, it's a. Uh, it's a good. I'm in a really good place. It's uh, I, I swear to God, I think I could have ran to 11:30 yesterday. Um, uh, that's a lovely feeling. If you my my heart rate didn't go above 165, um, I'd race a marathon at around 160. My average would usually be like 166 to 170. Um, which means in the first half I'm usually around one sixty five, and then in the second half that will naturally go up to about one seventy. Um, I genuinely believe the effort I was putting in yesterday for that ten mile. You're in a good place when you can, you know, you can break the the ten mile down like this. Four miles getting after it a little bit because I'd been going much slower, so I needed to sort of up the ante to bring the the pace to the pace. And then I was able to be like, OK, these next three miles, really just relax and don't worry too much about what speed you hit. Let's recover in the next three miles, so to speak. Um, and, you know, I was still hitting 455, 456, 457, et cetera, et cetera. That's when you're in a really good place. You're not reaching. Um, I, I, I finished and my first thought was I'm pretty sure if there was a marathon somewhere this morning, I'd have been pretty damn close being capable of running to 11 30 then i then i took a step back and i was like you know what maybe i wouldn't have been because even though the fitness is there and the specific fitness is there you know like i'm at the heart rate that i run a marathon the speed's already good enough without tapering but the whole purpose of a marathon program is to lengthen the amount of time that you can sustain marathon pace for, and so What you might find is because I haven't finished the program and there's a couple more important sessions to come. What you might find is that all would happen is on race day for 20 miles, you might sit at the right heart rate and the right speed. And then in the last six, you might just start losing four or five seconds a mile, maybe even up to 10 seconds per mile. And so, yes, I'm in a good place. Yes, the heart rate's good. Yes, the speed's good now is about working on lengthening lengthening the amount of time that i can sustain at marathon heart rate and marathon pace and and so part of marathon training is getting the pace right getting the place sorry getting the pace and your fitness in a place that you can run marathon pace and and the other part of the the deal is that you lengthen how long you can sustain marathon pace um You'd probably say at the start of this build-up, my marathon pace was already in a good place because of the Dublin and how it went on a tough course. Um, but what wasn't in a good place was my body. You know, I introduced treatment. I introduced gym again. I introduced yoga again. Got my body in a good place, which allowed the pace to come good. You know, body's not fighting myself. So the pace started to come good, which is what we've seen this week. Now, the most important thing is to start lengthening that process. So. You know, maybe maybe next Saturday, if I tapered, you might be able to manage 22, 23. You know, I, I, maybe I could already do it. Who knows? Um, but it doesn't matter. You know, I've still got four weeks to work with. And, and all I, all I can do now is reinforce that lengthening. Um, speed's good. Body feels good at pace. Um, that's why I'm not going super aggressive with um, the Tuesday stuff. You know, I don't. I don't need to go to the track and do ten by K and two forty five to two fifty. You know, like I'm. I, I feel like the turnover is already pretty good and the body's already feeling good with that sort of stuff. So I'm not going to like force it. And uh, one thing I did notice is, even though the heart rate was in a good place, I didn't really feel like there was a lot of range left. Um, you know, if if I had I had a coach on the bike and he had I said, right, your heart rate's at one sixty four. You know, for the last three miles, let's bring it up to 172. It, it might have felt like hard work. Um, normally, when that's the case, it's either fuel or it can be bringing in the short hill sprints again and bringing in the faster 200s on the track. I keep talking about it, but I'm yet to bloody introduce them again. Um, when you're marathon training, you're just, there's tiredness. You know, you're not always, you know, you've done 24 miles yesterday. Doing hill sprints tonight, uh, you know it, it. It just never fits. Nothing ever fits. Um, but somehow you have to find a way to squeeze it all in. Or you know, in two weeks' time, you'll probably still be struggling to get that heart rate up. Um, and you'll probably be doing a review of the week, and in the review, you'll probably say, "Hill sprints and two hundred meters on the track." Um, so yeah, look, at I I'm gonna do my best. Probably tonight, maybe do a few faster strides. Um, and then maybe Thursday, getting a few hill sprints involved. Um, starting to get them back in place before what I do Friday. Friday, I haven't totally committed to a session just yet. Um, on paper, it was supposed to be 14 miles at marathon pace. Marathon effort, sorry. Um, it's kind of daunting. Not daunting, but, you know if it's relatively good weather on friday you could be looking at me going to victoria park and and running 14 miles under 5 minute mile pace um i don't i just i just don't know if i need to do that you know i i might be more i might be li- very likely that i'll i'll break it down and i might do 3 miles for example at marathon effort and then a mile float three miles at marathon effort, mile float, et cetera, et cetera, because I just, I don't know if I see the gain. I've already done quite a lot of um longish running at faster speeds, like the the 10 mile at the end of the long run, the 12 mile threshold before I left Flagstaff, et cetera, et cetera roads can beat you up a little bit, especially operating at those kind of pieces. Um, If I was at altitude, I would definitely do it because it would be a bit slower. It might be like 5.15 to 5.20. Um, I, I don't want to have to recover from. You know, if I go and run 14 miles, and average similar to what I did on Sunday there, like 4.58 even, let's say, or 4.57, fuck, you're, you're, you're breaking 65 minutes for a half marathon in the Victoria Park um I do do you come back Sunday no problem and do your long run (laughs) I don't know this is new territory for me one thing I thought of on Sunday um you know I was feeling good and and you know it got to like those final three miles and I sort of thought god I, I could probably start running like 448 or under 450 here and the first thing that came to my mind was you know don't tear a quad out there today and It's funny that's what came to my mind it reminded me of 2016 when you know when the fitness did start getting to a good place like it is right now and the body's clearly feeling good and and all things like that it's amazing that it reminded me of 2016 when you know it seemed like I was to me it seemed like I was three weeks away from making the Olympics Um, and then all of a sudden I was two weeks away and then I was 10 days away and I worked too hard in a session and I tore my quad that morning no, it's it's a bit different because I'm way better at looking after my body now. There was a lot of complacency back then, and it was all business. It was all training. It was all running. There was no there was no self care whatsoever. I wasn't seeing masseuses. I wasn't seeing physios. I wasn't working on anything else except for the running side of things. So I I, I touch wood. Don't feel like something like that would happen. But guys this is life you know like this is running anything can happen so if you can do anything and that includes me to minimize risks absolutely worth doing i keep my massage in place i keep the physio in place i had physio this morning i had a massage yesterday um and the other big thing is just hold back sometimes of course i could have did a few miles under 450 but what the fuck would it have done except for increased injury risk um so yeah it's a it's a it's a complicated time because, like I say, I feel like I can already achieve what I need to achieve. I feel like 2.11.30 is something that is now very achievable for me, um, which is very logical given how close I was to it, even at Dublin. Um, but, you know, you need to tick the boxes. You need to stay healthy. You need to get to the start line. And you still have to train. You can't just do nothing for the next five weeks. <laughs> you know, or you lose fitness. That's the way the the body operates. So it is exciting. It is fun. Um, Listen to what I said at the start of the podcast. Do start looking after yourself. Um, Just try your best, you know, if you've just listened to this today or tomorrow or the next day, just being nice to somebody and just randomly, you know, just maybe making someone feel good about themselves and you will feel really good about yourself. Um, And I'm going to do that today too. Um, I'm gonna make sure listening to David Goggins a lot more. If you go to if you go to Spotify, there's what's called the interview of David Goggins, and it's about 20 minutes long. Fucking brilliant, really powerful stuff. Um, but one thing he mentions is doing something that makes you feel uncomfortable every day. So, um, and not not sort of living in defense. So yeah, that's that's worth thinking about. But do give that a listen to. I I really really enjoy it. I, I at the minute I've probably been listening to it two or three times a day. All right, guys. Have a good one. Take care. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.